Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, the hodgepodge of nothingness. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. So here's the story. Jim uh, Jim was in Kansas City this past week, as I think you guys probably knew. If not, that's where he was. Right now, he's ventured off to Phoenix, Arizona, so no Jim today. Tyler, Tyler got cable. Tyler went backwards. He went back to 1998. Uh, he's he's canceled everything. So he he got cable literally the day of the Pirates being played on Peacock, so he couldn't watch today's game because he canceled everything uh, with his cable now. So Tyler couldn't watch the game. Jim's out of town. He's actually at the Diamondbacks game today. He's going to. So it's just myself once again, as you all probably expected, right? But anyways, the show goes on. I'm here to talk to you about today's Pirates loss. Uh, not much different from all the other Pirates losses. Uh, albeit it was just a one-run game, so I guess there's that. But uh, it wasn't pretty. wasn't pretty again. Uh, it was close. JT Brubaker started the game. Um, he really didn't pitch terrible. I mean, it wasn't a great game. He does last six innings. and uh, I'm sorry, didn't go the full six innings. Last 5.1 innings, but does give up three runs, two earned. We could talk about the Cruz play that. That ball got past him, uh, which gave up the one run, making it three nothing. But anyways, he goes five point one, gives up two, five strikeouts, just five hits, two walks. Does give up a home run, which is definitely something that's been like his his plague for some time. Albeit he's uh, he's gotten better, give up the long ball. But hey, this is the Blue Jays offense. If there's anything to talk about the Blue Jays, it's this offense. It's it's very good. Uh, I mean, think about it. you have last year's. MVP candidate, <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero in it. I mean, just go up and down. Matt, they get Matt Chapman back. They get Matt Chapman in a trade this year. They got Teoscar Hernandez uh, in a flea steal. Mm, Francisco Liriano <laughs> uh, from the Astros. You know, you got Kirk, Bichette, Biggio, Guriel, Merrifield now in a trade. Jansen's. I mean, this is the stacked lineup. So, I mean, again, like we're talking pretty much this entire series. The pitching kind of held down the Blue Jays offense for the most part. JT Brubaker. Again, is part of that. wasn't the the best game from him, uh, but it was certainly solid from him. So, decent start from JT Brubaker. His first start since being a father. Unfortunately, once again, not able to get a win. <laughs> and unfortunately, once again, not from the best defense behind him. Uh, so, as mentioned, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, defensively, we talked about the arm. Typically with a glove, it's very solid. Uh, there was a ball that he didn't want to – basically just thinking in front of it today. You know, talk about defensively. Got the, the hand, I, I think, to his left. No, to his right. So glove, glove to the right-hand side. Um, tries to pick at it. It goes past him. There's a hit. There was also a play that he probably could have made a double play on. Um, but just, again, like looking at the footwork, and then it was an awkward throw. It wasn't the best, but – doesn't get it to Newman uh, well enough for him to make the double play. So there are some defensive blunders there. 
uh, also with Castro at third base, we talked about him as well. Uh, like the glove. I mean, he makes some really incredible athletic plays. He made a good play today as well. Had time to set his feet to throw it the first. Doesn't do so. Just chucks it 10 feet. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that egregious. But chucks it over Van Meter's head at first. He can't get to it. So there's another base runner that shouldn't have happened. Uh, so, yeah, once again, JT Brubaker pitches. I mean, effectively, but for the most part, bad defense on the other end, which is kind of his 2022 demise as well. I found this on the web. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> So there's JT Rubaker. Uh, but again, he does leave. It's, I think, three to two at the time when he does leave. I mean, it's, it's, it's still a ball game, right? Um, it might have been three to one at the time. But either way, um, he leaves the game. Chase DeYoung comes in after him, cleans it up. Now, he does give up a walk. There's two guys on. Chase DeYoung doing what he did Friday night. It seems like, you know, he needed, he needed some – some excitement. You need some guys on the base pass to, to shut him down. And that's what he did today. He threw just 13 pitches to do so. Gets out of the inning. So no runs, extra more, no, no more runs charged in day T. Brubaker. None for obviously Chase DeYoung for the walk he allowed. Uh, but again, just typical like Chase DeYoung. He didn't strike anyone out. He got a big double play to end the inning. Um, Nothing sexy, <laughs> but he did it. He, he did his work, and now his ERA is down to a one point eight six. It just keeps going lower and lower and lower at the end of the year. So <clears throat> here's where the controversy starts, I guess. The next inning, we'll talk about this. The next inning, Shelton puts in Dwayne Underwood Jr. Now Dwayne Underwood Jr. coming off a thirty six pitch inning yesterday outing, I should say, of yesterday. There was a lot of chatter today. I, I see on Twitter about that's basically waving the white flag. The Pirates were in this. They could win this game. Why are you putting in Chase Underwood Jr. right now after 37 pitches or 36 pitches, whatever it was, 37 or 36 the night before? And here's what I want to say to that. Manny Benuelos has, has been pretty effective since that trade, right? Uh, again, we talked about his first game back with the Yankees. He got humiliated. But since then, he's been pretty effective. There's There's... Kind of like Chase DeYoung, there's nothing that screams sexy from him. Like it's, it's not that like he's out there just dominating, but he's getting the job done. But he's your only lefty. It's kind of early in the game still, right? Probably saving for a situation. Um, let's look at the rest of this bullpen. Let's let's go down it right now. Who who's available? Oh, I've lost that. Um, okay, fine. So who who's available? Well, Crow's available, but you're probably saving him till later innings, right? We we know that. So you're, you're waiting on him. Ramirez is available in his six plus ERA. Yuri is available with his nine plus ERA. Stevenson's available with his six plus ERA. I mean, Beatty's apparently in the rotation now. Zach Thompson, I, I guess you could stay. I don't know what Zach Thompson is with his five plus ERA. What I'm alluding to is this bullpen stinks. <laughs> it, it stinks. Now, you could argue that Chase DeYoung could have stayed in, and that's fine. I'm not sure what the story on that is, but he did pitch 36 uh, pitches as well on Friday night, and then he pitched on on Tuesday as well. Dwayne Underwood Jr. hasn't pitched, I mean, he since last night's game. Last time he pitched was Monday. So him going two games back-to-back, I don't have that big of a problem with. Like, I get it. It was 36 pitches last night. But, again, not pitching since Monday beforehand. I'm okay with him going two in a row. And, and the other reason I'm okay with that is, once again, like – 
if you're blaming Shelton and putting all this on Shelton for putting him in there, there's an argument he made. And that's why we do question if Shelton's really the next guy, right? And we talk about his bullpen management. But ultimately, let's talk about the real reason, the, 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 the true person who's at fault. Once again, it's Ben Charrington. Like, Ben Charrington's who's given Derek Shelton these non-options. Because let's call it what it is, these, these non-options. This was a game that the Pirates actually had a chance of winning. And like every time there is an actual chance of winning, Shelton has to play it like it's game seven of a World Series. And that's basically what he did here. I mean, let's let's call it for what it is. Dwayne Underwood Jr. isn't a great reliever. I truly feel he's a decent reliever. He belongs in a bullpen by that. Not a late innings guy, but he belongs in a bullpen. He is a decent reliever who's just constantly overworked. But do I trust Dwayne Underwood Jr. after a 36-pitch outing the night before over Ramirez, who, by the way, did pitch good, so I'll give him that, right? But that's hindsight now. Do I trust Ramirez? No. Do I trust your hurry? No. Stevenson, who we just got, I don't trust yet. I, I like the acquisition. So, again, if you're really going out there for the win, for the final, like, finally a victory <laughs> for this Pirates team, I'm rolling the dice on Dwayne Underwood Jr. after a 36-pitch outing. I'm rolling the dice on him. I'm praying he gets us through because I still prefer him over every other option that's out there because then I'm saving Crow. And then you're asking after, like today, right? After you throw Crow, then you're saying, well, I pray to God someone else can shut down this team against especially the Blue Jays. And Ramirez did that. But again, this is where we're at. What are we talking about? This bullpen is not good. It's terrible, especially with guys like Bednar out. So, yes, we could discuss, certainly, maybe Chase Young does go an extra inning. But I am not, by any means, faulting Shelton today for putting in Dwayne Underwood Jr. again. It is what it is. And tomorrow they face the Mets, and that's going to be a tough matchup as well. Like, you had a chance to get a win today. Go get it. And Underwood's your, like, your best option right now, outside of Crow, who you're saving. So, again, that's just wrong, Matt. I'm not making a big deal of it like others. You want to really place blame on somebody? Place blame on the GM who's given Shelton nothing. All right, so move on from that. Will Crow does come in, and Will Crow, Will Crow makes it interesting. And let's go back to the last time. I, I think it was last time he pitched where I, I talked about there how, like, the end of the season, his numbers are going to regress, and you guys will be talking about how bad he is and such. He's also another guy that's overworked. And, you know, he comes out there. First two batters, strikes him out. One, two, down, then gives up two walks. Makes it interesting. That's the Pirates' way. <laughs> Makes things interesting. Uh, so two on, two outs, finally gets out of the jam. So Will Crow, another scoreless inning. His ERA is down to a 3.46. It's a one-run ball game. The Pirates are still actually in this game. It, it, it's, it's an interesting game. There's no off, There's no offense for the Pirates, basically. Uh, and again, like the Blue Jays didn't have a ton of offense today either. So Pirates is doing the ball game. Um, as mentioned, Ramirez comes in for the ninth inning. You're praying he he can do it. That's exactly why, again, like Dwayne Underwood Jr., I was hoping he gets through it, not passing blame on Sean for putting him in. First, first batter up, Vlad Guerrero Jr., 
and you just know this ain't going to match up. Again, it's it's Ramirez versus Guerrero. Ramirez throws a fastball up middle. Guerrero gets pretty much all of it, almost all of it. Makes things interesting. It goes, uh, I think, like 395, basically, into center field and for a flyout. Now, mind you, it was only hit 99 miles an hour. I mean, if his exit velocity was maybe a little higher, like, I don't know, 117, that probably gets out, and that's a home run, and that's a two-run ball game for those that wonder if exit velocity means anything. So, uh, yeah, so it stays in the ballpark is a flyout now. And uh, so, yeah, Ramirez actually does the job. Five pitches in the ninth inning, one, two, three, done. Pirates still have a chance. Uh, so let's go on the offense. I'll, I'll finish it off. I'll finish it off. It's it's the ninth inning. <laughs> Jack Swinski's up. He gets on through a hit, third base, shifts on. Uh-oh. It's the ninth inning. We we talk about like the pirates, they they seem they're bad, but they seem to battle. It seems like every late innings, they they do something. They keep it interesting at least. And Jack Swinski, as mentioned, gets a hit. One on, no outs. Cal Mitchell's up. All right. Cal Mitchell's had a fantastic triple A season. He's had a pretty, pretty bad major league season. So he gets up. He gets on by a hit. He hits the pitcher, basically. Deflects off him. Goes in the middle infield, up to the outfield. Now two on. Bucks on the corners. First and third. Guess what, guys? No outs. Greg Allen comes in to pitch hit for Cal Mitchell. And he's got wheels. Again, there's one thing you're going to say about Greg Allen. Does he deserve to be on this ball club? No. <laughs> Does he deserve to be on any major league team? No. But he's got speed. So they go ahead and take Mitchell out. They put in Greg Allen. First thing he does is take second. So now, hey, listen. I understand it's the 2022 Pirates, but there's zero outs. The double play ball is gone. There's a man on second. There's a man on third. Pirates are going to do this, right? Like They're going to at least tie the ball game, right? Well, mind you, Mr. 187, <laughs> Josh Van Meter, Mr. 57 way to run created plus, Mr. 32 way to run created plus since, Jan since July 1st, 132 batting average since July 1st. Josh Van Meter's up, starting his second game in a row today at first base. Two on, no outs, strikeout. We saw that coming, right? Then Marcano comes up to the plate. He gets out. Pretty, I mean, it was a good at bat. Uh, then Heinemann's up. Kevin Newman replaces him. Pitch hits. And Kevin Newman gets out. There's your ball game. Pirates, as we assumed, two, gone, two on, zero outs, three straight outs. No run scored. No tie ball game. Pirates was at home. Pirates was a series. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Your 2022 Pirates. They, I, again, though, I mean, they kept it interesting. Like, you at least had faith that were there was a chance and that's what the pirates seem to do so like if anything they don't quit i'll give them that and i'll give shelton that they don't quit but it's a poorly coached team <laughs> it's a poorly constructed team and, and talking about the coach is something i want to talk about as well the errors so we mentioned about the crews and the casho errors today and I, I think i talked about a little bit before especially like on casho right and that's just the thing like seeing all the errors today really Every single one of them. This team, especially this infield, is just way too athletic to be this poor defensively. And like that's the one thing, if you want to stay positive, if you want to look at Cruz, you want to look at Castro, 
even uh, you know what? I take it back. When I say defensively, this bad defensively for the whole team today. No, I'll say one thing. Jack Sawinski had a great catch in the outfield today. So I'll give props for props is due. Jack Sawinski had an incredible catch, uh, which definitely saved some runs. I forget who was pitching at the time. Yep, I forget who was pitching at the time. <laughs> but uh, certainly would have put some runs on that person's ERA. Uh, so good job, Jack Sawinski. But yes, for the Castros, the crews that I mentioned, all those errors, like all this stuff that you're seeing, the reason they're, they're having errors, the, the reason there's poor defense, can all be coached up. So, so again, like that's the one thing that keeps me encouraged and hopeful. I'll be at the same time, which you're probably thinking leaves you feeling like it's never going to happen because it's the pirates, right? This stuff is what can be coached up. This team needs some, some coaching. This team needs to, to put some emphasis and I don't know, obviously the off season in the spring, whatever, like Castro and Cruz, I feel like could come back next year and, and perform better. Now be it the, the also rookies. I mean, middle or infield or rookies. This isn't science. This isn't something that's brand new, right? I mean, there's adjustments to be made. Obviously, there's more adjustments on the bat side, typically, than defensively. But regardless, like, I feel like this is stuff that can be cleaned up, and I'm hopeful it can be cleaned up. Because, again, most of what you're seeing isn't ability, isn't lack of ability. They have all the ability in the world. It's just true lack of fundamentals. So, yes, there was errors. But like the good thing about seeing these errors is it's stuff that you're hopeful that can be improved upon and get better and cleaned up, hopefully for next season. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Now going down the lineup today, it was a national stage, it was a peacock game game. So anyone can watch it except if you're Tyler Sweeney. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Ono Cruz pretty much the entire game, and, and we see why. So he's interesting, as mentioned, kind of like Castro. He, He's in the he's in the he's in the talk all the time, mostly for good stuff. Um, but he does go two for four. I'm sorry, one for four today, two strikeouts. Stripling's changeup was devastating today, as it's pretty much been all year. Uh, for this season, he's got a 32% whiff rate on his changeup, is is pretty much his best pitch. Uh, and that was no different today. Pirates hitters whiffed 60% of the time. He threw it 22 times. I'm sorry, batters swung at it. 22 times with 13. So Cruz was definitely on the receiving end of that today. But, 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 but Cruz does do what O'Neill Cruz does. He hits a home run today, 115.8 miles per hour exit velocity. And again, why is that important? Why do people talk about it? Because that's literally the difference between him and Vladimir Guerrero today. Guerrero at the end of the game, flat out. Against Ramirez, O'Neill Cruz hits a home run. Why? Because he hit it 16, I'm sorry. Yeah, 16 or 12, I forget. It was 98 miles an hour? I forget what Vlad's was now. But anyways, he hits it a lot harder than Vladimir Guerrero. And it was a line drive. And everyone, everyone on the broadcast, even included Bob Walk, who's seen O'Neill Cruz, was just flabbergasted. Everyone thought that was an out. The way he hit it, and, and it's just like... At, it's like his MO at this point in time. Like everything just looks so effortlessly and the way he hit it, everyone just assumed it was a fly out to center field and it goes over the fence. Just a complete smoked line drive. I think 424 feet was uh, the home run. That's what Ono Cruz does. Like this is why you're excited for Ono Cruz. This is why you stay enamored by Ono Cruz and you watch every single bat because he is struggling 
but he does stuff that's incredible and amazing when you see it. And you just hope that it clicks and it's not clicking yet, but you hope <laughs> yesterday that triple hit was off a lefty. These are the things you're paying attention to. You want to see progression. This is a rookie season and I'm sure not much is going to change from today to the end of the, well, I guess the middle part of next month, but hopefully into next season, right? Having us behind them progressing coming next season, no longer your rookie year. You do improve and stuff. This is why people get excited. This is why national media gets excited. This is why it's on Peacock. And all they talked about today was O'Neill Cruz. There was reasons for it. Listen to it. Understand it if you're still wondering. But he does go one for four today with that big home run. Brian Reynolds goes 0 for four. Um, he, had a, he had a good August. He had a decent August. September turned around. It's the Blue Jays series. He's had an awful series. Now, mind you, just three games. But just one hit in the three games, uh, the only time he got on base in the three games. He batted second today. Didn't really help out. Goes 0 for 4. Casho goes 0 for 3 today as well. Um, three strikeouts. One just really fooled on. You know, I think it was his last at-bat. But, I mean, that ball was right down the middle. And he just watched it go by. And, again, something about Casho we talk about. He's pretty patient. He swings usually at good pitches, lays off bad pitches. Uh, today... Was in his day. So again, over three, three strikeouts. Uh, Jack Sawinski, uh, still a small sample. Tyler and I talked about it, you know, the late kick and everything. Again, it's still a very small sample. I'm not making any big, uh, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm lost for words. I'm not, my analysis on him still being patient, but he did get the hit today, but albeit outside that hit, he didn't have many good plate appearances as well. Uh, so with the four at bats, he did strike out the one time. I mean, I guess if you're talking about the strikeouts, the strikeouts are down, you know, like a hair to what they were before. But again, it's small sample. If he had one more strikeout, you'd probably talk about the same. Um, so yeah, so again, Jack Sawinski did have a big at bat in the ninth inning. Outside of that, he he really hasn't looked good coming back um, from AAA. Albeit again, it's I still want him here. He's been AAA. Keep him here. Keep him developing. Let him see major league pitching. He should be playing out the rest of the year uh, in in Pittsburgh, by all means. Um, and again, there's really not much to talk about. The Pirates did have five hits today, uh, three walks. Really, the the O'Neill Cruz home run for the most part, and uh, that ninth inning was like the most exciting <laughs> of the game offensively. Yes, they did score three runs, uh, but yeah. And Van Meter actually was the one. He, he had the big two RBI, I believe double it was. Yeah, RBI double. So I know we give a lot of crap about Josh Van Meter. He does not belong on this team, but he did have a big hit last night. He had a big hit today. Whatever. He's not a good hitter. He's not a good fielder. He's not a good baseball player. There's guys maybe more deserving, like Travis Swaggerty. It's not that he's tearing it up. But if you're talking about player-centric, environment if you're talking about people deserving things josh bamman doesn't deserve a roster spot travis swagger he's only has a 106 way to run career place in triple a but he's also 25 years old as tyler likes to say it's time to shit or get off the pot and that's kind of where we're at right now like he's 25 everyone's seeing a real chance i mean again like cal mitchell isn't performing right now in the majors it's a small sample but he's not performing like when does swinski get his chance juan bay is performing in triple a 
he's got a 119 way to run his credit plus. He's batting, I think, 309, like a 360 on base percentage. He is performing. Why can't he take Josh Vameter's spot on the 40 man? Like, yes, you have to add him to the 40 man, and that's like his downfall. You can't just call him up, but it's as simple as saying, Josh Vameter, you don't deserve to be on the major league team. So we're moving on. G1 Bay, you're performing, or Travis Swagger, you're, you know, you're performing to some extent. Let's put you in up here and get what you deserve. That's all. But it's not happening. And I just truly feel like Josh Vameter is on this club the entire year. And I don't know how that happens. I don't understand how that happens. And it's it's funny how today Ben Charrington had his his talk and how he wants to imitate the Royals. I guess that's the new team we're moving on to because they're the latest team that was bad and has success. So now it's the Royals. I'm sorry, Royals. The Orioles are moving on to. And it's cool. You know what the Orioles did? They had some really good prospects because they've made trades and those prospects have panned out. They had good drafts. And albeit, I'm still open to the drafts. Like, I'm not down. I'm not saying Charrington's drafted terribly. That's really been his bright spot. Uh, but the trades haven't looked too good. So they had a really good farm. And albeit, I understand they had 400 lost seasons, but they had a complete teardown. They had nothing in the tank when they went to rebuild. But again, what did they do? They built a bullpen. They, they got a really good bullpen. And if you look and see how they did that, it was a lot of just cheap, cheap ways of doing it. Didn't cost them any money. A lot of waiver wires, a lot of trades they made. If you look at how that bullpen was established and look at how well it's performing, like it can happen. It's not that hard. That way you don't have to be arguing about Dwayne Underwood Jr. every freaking day. So anyways, so there's that. Um, yeah, we'll get out of here. Um, not much more really to talk about this game. So, I mean, again, it's the Blue Jays. They're the better team. Speaking of better teams, the Pirates do face the Mets. Tomorrow at 1235, they'll be playing. Again, speaking of better teams, the matchups don't look great. Tuesday's going to be fun. DeGrom versus Bryce Wilson. Can't, can't wait for that one. Uh, but yeah, so tomorrow, hey, if anything, tomorrow though, Mitch Keller does face Taiwan Walker. It's another Mitch Keller day. He had a really good outing the last time. Uh, let's see what happens tomorrow against this Mets lineup. Starling Marte returning to PNC Park. He should be a pirate, but I digress. So we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, happy Labor Day for everyone else. We'll see you. Bye-bye.